Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Trey Young in the middle, four and a half to go third. Now Kevin Herter. Kevin out to John Collins. Back to Trey. Trey on the right wing. Trey drives off the glass, and John Collins jams it home. That was a pass off the glass by Trey Young. Trey Young's going to bring it back down for the Hawks. 235 to go in the quarter. Trey dribbling behind the pick. Now Trey crosses over. Stops. He sets. He shoots the three. Bang! They left him wide open, and he did a set shot. Trey dribbling, driving into the lane. Little floater by Trey. It's around the rim and out. Rebound, though, taken by Clint Capella. Up and in. Clint Capella has given the Hawks the lead. And the Atlanta Hawks win the game, 116-113. Yuck. Could you play that last part where he says in Clint Capella because he's giving him the lead? Go ahead. 116-113, the Hawks win game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Trey Young goes for 48 points and 11 assists. A massive game. You got it? Do it. Clint Capella has given the Hawks the lead. Didn't that guy sound like he's got helium? Yeah, a little bit, actually. That wasn't bad. One more time. Clint Capella has given the Hawks the lead. Yeah. Not the whole balloon. No. No, no. Third to a half of a balloon. Trey Young, the next Steph Curry. (laughs) Nice. Comparisons. Bring them. Hit us up. Kid's amazing, man. No doubt. For a, a, for a series that I literally couldn't care less who wins, I have zero passion on who wins, Trey Young entertains brings me you. in. Yeah. He entertains you. What yeah. is he going to do next? The essence of why I watch pro sports is Trey Young. He's a marvelous player. And, you know, he had it going on last night, obviously. But I like what he did on Sunday when he couldn't buy a shot, and yet he finds a way to make big shots right down at the end. That, to me, is even more impressive. Terrence Mann doing his thing, that's great. When you're you're on, you're on. When you're on, you're on. But when you're two for 19 and the game is in the balance, and you go three for four in the last six minutes, yeah. after going two for 19, I mean, that kid's got some cajones. Exactly. Exacto mundo. Good Spanish there. So how are we going to look back at the 2018 draft? In what way? Is this going to go back as a, as a one of the, we're going to get it into the debate of big time NBA drafts? Well, DeAndre Ayton goes one. Marvin Bagley the third goes two. I don't two. like Bagley two. <laughs> Luka Doncic goes three. I like that one. <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. goes to the Grizzlies at four. Uh, to be determined. Trey Young at five. Obviously great. See, there's, there's factors the Atlanta, that go The Atlanta it, Hawks though. had the three pick and, and could have had Luka. They made a trade, yeah. Traded down to five, but they get Trey Young. For sure, yeah. So he looks great. I mean, sometimes like Aiton, you know, if you're just going to pick raw talent, you wouldn't pick him one. But you have to look at what the Suns needed at the time. And if they go and win a championship, then who him, cares? Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. he's not going to be their mm-hmm. focal point. But not, but, but he's, he's an, good enough. He's an important piece of the puzzle, and he's, he's developing too. And he, big men take a while, right? And he only played one year, uh, and then I mean, just the idea of not making as much money when you were with the Suns versus the U of A—that was an adjustment. 
the pay cut. Yeah, yeah. So we had to get used. He had to down. And he had to leave Tucson and go to uh, Phoenix, so then he had to learn a whole new route to work. Uh, to a degree, because he went to that prep school in Phoenix. Yeah. So he had some experience. Okay, so the rest of the 2018 draft, I'm not going to read you everybody, but a oh, few of the bigger do. names. Got till 10, what the hell? Bridges. <laughs> Mikel Bridges went 10. Nice Shea, player. Shea Gilgis Alexander went 11. Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. went 14. Well, at 14, if he were to retire today, which obviously he isn't, that was a good pick. Kevin Herter, who just had the uh, big game in Atlanta, went 18. Yeah, 18. He's a classic Big Ten player to me. Went to Maryland, which is now Big Ten. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that you got a, a rotation player at 18, sure, you'll take that anytime. So that's a pretty good draft right there. Uh-huh. And we'll see if somebody else uh, comes out of it. There's some other guys who are playing, and we'll see what their who careers we take? turn out to be. The Utah Jazz, if that is who you mean by we. Of course that's who I mean. <laughs> Grayson, Dude. Grayson Allen at 21. Well, that wasn't a bad pick. No. Well, obviously, they flipped it. Uh, flipped it to get Mike Conley, yeah. and he's playing. And there are other guys who are playing. You know, Dante DiVincenzo is playing. He was the 17th pick. He's hurt now, but yeah. yeah. So, you know, there are other guys uh-huh. through the through the draft, but that, that draft is looking pretty good. Tonight, the Suns and the Clippers. Chris Paul is listed as probable. Kawhi Leonard is listed as out. Suns are up 2-0. The game's 7 o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, I would expect the Suns to have a major advantage, but you know the Clippers have some guys, and they've been in this place before, so there certainly isn't any need, zero need to panic. Obviously, uh, and being down two is uh, standard for them. Uh, I think that kind of got under my skin a little bit, as Paul George was saying. Well, this this time it's different, implying that you know the Suns are that much better than my team, and that bothers me. Well, they uh, lost games on purpose to get to one side of the bracket and avoid another side. Now, maybe they were avoiding the Lakers more than the Suns. The argument has been made. I think they were avoiding the Suns? They thought they were tougher. I mean, did they do it because they they? thought the Lakers were on the other side, or did they do it because they thought the Lakers and the Suns were on the other side? I don't think they gave a a second thought to the Suns. Well, they're giving them a thought now. Down 0-2. Need a win tonight. Chris Paul ought to be rested, obviously. <laughs> Got a long list of NBA jobs that are open. What's Portland going to do? What's New Orleans going to do? What's Indiana going to do? But it looks like we know what the Celtics are Becky, going to do. Becky, 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 Becky. That's who I'm voting you for. Yeah, Doka, uh, Nets no, assistant. I don't to care about Celtics. him. I want Becky, and I want her now. In which job? You name it. Any job. Becky. Covered her years ago as a Colorado State Ram. Becky. Have a lot of people rooting for her, for sure, if she gets it. And so did Jay Williams really tweet out that uh, congratulations to Boston finally. This is their first uh, person of color that they hired. Did you hear about that? And then delete it? Well, then he put out a thing that said his... Oh, I think it had been hacked? Yeah. He implied it had been hacked because he changed his password. But people My aren't buying it. Secured. I don't really follow this stuff and what's a secured account and these check marks mm-hmm. that you. Yeah. That Clay Travis, when I used to listen to me, you always talk about the check marks, the blue check. I don't even know what the blue check mark is. You're verified. But you have to pay for it to get it. Somebody told me, or 
You what? used to. You can get it without paying for it oh, now. Man. You have to be part of a news organization. You have to go through a process to get the verification. Yeah, it sounds like way too complicated. I it, don't spend that much time on Twitter. Twitter I have, Twitter's not real life. I have the the blue check mark, and someone in Channel 2 had to walk me Oh, you it. got one? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, one of us, one of us in this group <laughs> yeah. has that blue check mark. Someone literally had to walk over to my desk and tell me how to do it, and you did it. Yeah. Oh, look at you! Everybody, I think if you go to all the channels, oh, no, he'll, he'll pass the buck and just yeah. like I had to do it. Yeah. Not that I wanted the status that comes with it. Even. What status comes with it? I've had it, and there's been no status. That's <laughs> not true. That, that's you're verified. Yes, that's not true at all. You may think not as you try to pretend you're humble, but the rest of us know that that is a status point. It is a status symbol. I don't think you get any status for that. You do too. What status? You, I still come in here and you still make fun of me, and you didn't even know I had it. Because I don't pay attention. I don't spend near as much time on Twitter as you do. I look at it right now. Kyle Van Oy has it. Kyle Van Oy has the blue. Well, truck. of course. So I got Kyle Van Oy and Sniggy, and you're telling me yeah. that there's no status to be on the status of Kyle Van Noy. That's not true. Kyle Van Noy, he's married to a gal who's going to try to create education better. What's up, Marissa? <laughs> good, good poll right there. <laughs> so people say that you can't, that he wasn't hacked. Do you think he just did that and didn't think? I mean, it really sets back the cause when you find out they had six. But I don't know. Did he do it or somebody get on there and do it? No idea. People but- are claiming it was an intern who was a little jilted that may have... Oh, is that what it is? There are people saying that's a possibility, too. Like somebody was running his account. And maybe- there's no way Jay Williams didn't know at least Doc Rivers. I had to look at the list, and there's a couple guys I had well, zero memory but, of ML okay. Carr coaching the okay. Celtics. Casey Jones. Yeah, but, Bill Case, Russell. but Casey Jones is in the huddle with Larry Bird. I know. And Bird's well, you got Bill Russell. Bill Russell, Bill Russell player coach, right. The rest yeah. of the guys... If they get away from you, I they get away from you. I did not remember ML Carr. Right. All in my, own, my, own, my own exclusive knowledge of ML Carr is waving the towel. Right. He played, but he didn't. Or he was on the bench cheering. Yeah, he seemed like a great teammate. But I, I have zero knowledge of him coaching. But Doc Rivers. Yes. Seems like that like would be Yesterday, in, in, basically. Yeah, Jay's wheelhouse. So there's, I, I, I got to believe he was hacked. There's no way Jay Williams would have done that. Zero. Team USA roster for the Tokyo Olympics set. Zach Levine, Jeremy Grant commit to playing. James Harden withdrew the hamstring. So the 12-man roster, Durant and Lillard, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Kevin Love, Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Levine, and Grant. So I got Durant and Lillard, you're telling me? Yep. All right, I'm good. You're good? Because they're going to shoot it. So is Bradley Beal. Yes, and both of those guys will be rested. Booker can Booker may, might, but he might be like leaving and playing two days later across the yeah. world. July 22nd could be the final day of the finals, so, and they could play July I mean, 25th. That, that might be a little bit much to ask, but Durant and Lillard have had, will have extensive time off, so I feel good about that as far as our chances, and I say our 100% authentically because I'm obviously going to root for the U.S., no question about it. Uh, but man, Isaiah Thomas, man, you were just born too soon if you wanted to be on the Olympic team. Not, not, nothing against some of these guys. But they don't have Isaiah But they're not Thomas's household names. Resume. Right. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. 
The NFL has informed the 32 teams they will accept bids from cities other than Indianapolis if they want to host the annual scouting combine beginning in 2023. NFL teams will have the opportunity to let the league know whether they have interest in hosting the combine, the NFL draft, the Super Bowl. Combine started in Indianapolis in 1987. Been in India a long time. I think some other owners with expensive stadiums are like, hey, I want those dates in my stadium. How about renting my stadium out? Oh, it ought to be in Phoenix, in Glendale. Make it a two-week deal and you get in some golf and I can have see, a sweet old I can time. see a lot of GMs going, what that guy so, just said. April, <laughs> come on, let's do this thing. All the scouts are like, yeah. February, isn't it? Out of, out of India. Draft is... Uh, Draft is in April, sorry. Combine's in February. You are correct, my bad. February, that's good. That's great. Yeah, right. 80 degrees. Yeah. Or we could go to Indianapolis and it could be uh, overcast. I mean, we've seen the waste management every year and it looks pretty inviting. And they ought to do a thing to, to sell tickets. Yeah, people would go. People would absolutely go. Yeah, there's literally tens of thousands of people who go to the waste management and pay no attention to golf. And they pay their 50 bucks, whatever it is, to get in. And they don't pay any attention. I told you one time I'm standing there, and it's like in between the ninth and the first and the tenth holes, and it's a little, uh, you know, just not an actual part of the course. And I'm standing there, my wife goes going to the bathroom, guy looks at me. Turn around real slow. I turn around real slow. And there was three gals there, like, well, whoop de doo there's 3,000 of them there. And... I mean, so what? I'm just not, I don't really get into that, you know, someone's <laughs> looks. Who, who cares? Yeah. And, and But just the way he said it. Turn around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real slow. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was going to see the greatest <laughs> thing these eyes have ever seen. I well, was walking I into Notre Dame Stadium. I didn't know the story, and I thought you were going to turn around and see a famous golfer. No, and I was, was trying to decide if it was going to be active or retired. <laughs> Which right. there's literally Arizona State. Hello. Right. And. Nothing against them, but they were not. And I even hesitate to say it because who cares if they're drop dead gorgeous or what have you? What difference does it make? DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Worst kept secret in San Diego the Holiday Bulls moving to Petco Park. Can't play it in Qualcomm Stadium. It's been none. torn down. <laughs> it's just a hole in the dirt. <laughs> Isn't that obvious? Or they move it to Carson? <laughs> right, everything else. The Chargers went to Carson. The Aztecs went to Carson. Park. <laughs> that was uh, when the youths were playing there. All the whatever color that is they all wear. When the all their blazers. They were talking about, oh yeah, it's going to go to Petco. Oh, when the youths were playing in the they, Yeah, when the youths oh, gotcha. went down there and played Northwestern. They already knew what the plan was. It's walkable from the Hotel Seaport Village downtown area. It's easy. It's big enough. Well, it's- Literally the only option. Yep. <laughs> they could move it back to the Aztec Stadium when it's built, but they're not going to. They're going to play it at Petco. NCAA President Mark Emmert said Wednesday the association is working on interim rules that will permit college athletes to earn money off their fame and celebrity by July. Well, hurry up already. It's of 2029. The rules are going to act as a bridge until there's a permanent solution, whether it's from the NCAA or the federal government. I have no idea what to I, do. I, I can't wait for this, man. Let's get going. I want to see after the Utes have their scr- uh, scrimmages in the fall, guys jumping in their Maseratis to drive back to the practice facility. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Instead of those buses. That Look at this Land Rover. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. You're walking. What are you, a walk-on? 
Coach, is that where the term walk-on came from? Uh, Kyle can still ride his bike 10 years from now. And uh, with the players will be in these old jacked up uh, $100,000 cars. Nice. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Maserati. I'm first team all pack. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. How to I'm in a Lamborghini. Is that Where's more expensive? Where's my Ferrari? I, I, Ooh, I couldn't I tell know. you. I just know that Joe Jaguar Walsh, sitting over here Joe Walsh has us. that Maserati and his song, and that's nice. what came to mind. So I assume that uh, I don't even know what a Maserati looks like. Where's my Aston Martin when I need it? Yeah. Well, I drove a Pinto. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. They 0-1, swing and a fly ball, hit pretty well and pretty deep to right center. Going back Santander, and that ball is gone. Chaz McCormick goes deep for the ninth time this year, and the Astros' lead is 12 to nothing. And the pitch swung on and drilled to left. It is high. It is far. It is off the wall. Wade comes home. Wade scores. It's a walk-off. Line drive on the left field wall, base hit by Luke Voigt. Uh, he's a con artist. He, he he's been doing that for years on TV, and uh, that's, uh, that's wow. So hold on, so you're that, not a cool. Joe Girardi fan at all. Doesn't sound no, like No, I it. love Joe Girardi. I've seen him play since he was in high school in Peoria, Illinois. I scouted him in Northwestern. Uh, I know him well, but I, I know him well. <laughs> Mike Rizzo. Washington Nationals GM. It's embarrassing for Girardi. It's embarrassing for the Phillies. It's embarrassing for baseball. He's a con artist. Meanwhile, Rob Manfred. Hey, it's going great. My view is the first two days have gone very well. Well, I go the Mark Cuban thing. There's no bad publicity. People are talking about baseball. Yes. Yes. It's like the rage now. Their spin rate's down. (laughs) They were cheating. His spin rate hasn't changed. He wasn't cheating. But then you see uh, the Phillies and the Nationals, which is the game we were talking about two games ago, not last night, and it's 13-12. to 12. You know what I mean? Yep. So uh, that guys are, can still hit the ball occasionally and get hot and blah, 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 and the spin rate. I, I really don't think the average fan gives a crap about the spin rate. If there was nothing but a bunch of 1-0-2-1 games, People would care. if there was 10 Jacob DeGroms, Instead of one. Well, like when we had multiple guys hitting 60 home runs. Yeah, yeah, and then it became a joke. Right. But at least that was offense, and we're told the American sporting public wants offense. So that was providing. People were tuned into that, and then obviously the Sosa-McGuire thing was captivating, even though it was, you know, quote-unquote illegal. Uh, but I, I, I think the um, baseball public, those who should be interested in that sport, would be really turned off if they went and saw the number four starter look like Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> the number four starter. Yeah. You know, but we can handle him. In fact, it's fun to watch him dominate. But you just don't want a slew of that. So I, it seems like they're kind of making a big deal about it, and I'm not sure it's worthy to be made a big deal about. Well, I think the discussion that we were having a few weeks ago when there were some pitching stats that were blowing well, there was us all away. a bunch of no-hitters. Right. And Every other day, no somebody's throwing a no-hitter. So hitter. do you have to lower the mound or move the mound back? And maybe what you have to do is make sure the pitchers don't have such an awesome grip and such an awesome spin rate. Man, Hannah's got colorful slacks on, doesn't she? Wow. That's a floral <laughs> print right there. It's summer. <laughs> 
Good for her. I yeah. like it. It's like a Hawaiian shirt only in pants. Yeah. And I she's like talking it. Trey Young. Yeah. Because Trey Young is going crazy. And the storm we're talking about. I actually like that. It's cool. All right, so the uh, the other baseball scores here, You uh, the Giants continue to shock and amaze. They beat the Angels. Trade, it was 1-1. They go extra innings. They trade runs in the 12th. And then the Giants go for 7 in the 13th. Just outlast Otani. They couldn't hit him. They just wait until he's gone. And then get into the bullpen eventually. Well, as long as you have good pitching. Yeah, and they did. And eventually the Giants win. And they stretch their lead in the division because the second place Dodgers lose three in a row to the Padres. And the Padres win 5-3. to three. First time the Padres have swept a series from the Dodgers in eight years. But they're playing for second. The Giants are in charge for in now. the division. For now, yes. And uh, the Pac-11 has no more representatives in the College World Series. It's over. Stanford. Say goodbye to Stanford. See how they lost? They're up one in the ninth inning. Bottom of the ninth. They're up one, so they're the visiting team, obviously, against Vanderbilt. Two outs, nobody on. And they end up losing on a wild pitch. Don't! Oh, man, that was heartbreaking for the Cardinal. And so the Pac-11 had sent two teams. Because Colorado does not play baseball for some stupid reason. Just on that alone, I wouldn't have invited Colorado. Yeah, they don't play baseball or softball. And that too hard for them to win, so they just bail on those sports. They're not winning. Uh, I think it's for baseball. I think it's probably money. Uh, but I mean, it's so too hard for them to win. Win what? What BYU and Utah winning? Good point. <laughs> but <laughs> what Utah Valley winning? <laughs> so I don't know if it's too hard for them to win. I'm quitter. It's a quitter mentality, Sniggy. They ski. They win. So Stanford and Arizona went. Arizona, thankfully, went 0-2. And then uh, Stanford won a couple ball games, but they're done now. So who's going to win it now? Or you don't care? Uh, I don't really care. I'd go Virginia or Vanderbilt. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. I saw a lot of commitment. I saw a lot of energy. I saw a lot of fight. I saw a united group. Sometimes those games go away and some don't. And if we want to continue to grow as a team, we, we have to leave here with the point. That's where we want to grow to. This is the best team in MLS right now. The record shows it. And we competed, especially in the second half. So, you know, that's it. We take some things that we could have done better and not lose that focus in the final phase of it, of the game, and close it off or we leave here with the point. And that's it. We leave there and now it's all focus on Houston. That's it, Coach Freddy Juarez after RSL loses in Seattle 2-1. to Late handball, penalty. And Seattle converts and Seattle wins and Seattle undefeated through their first 10 oh, games. That's kind of ironic of what Freddie's saying then because it's soccer, so what you're saying is they didn't leave with the points. They so did not. They lost. It's pointless. Oh, well played. <laughs> it's true. Pointless. <laughs> Which and I've always been criticized for thinking that. Yeah, and there it is. <laughs> Multiple meanings. And Pick so your finally, he we we're on the same page. <laughs> it took a while. Couple Arizona guys. Took a while, but you got there. Because I've always agreed with that. Yes, I thought it was pointless even before it started. I don't know that he's an Arizona guy. He's a New Mexico guy. I thought you told me it's from like Nogales, Las Cruces. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Las Cruces. And then he's got a little Texas. He went and played in El Paso, so. Well, yeah, where you play. I mean, yeah. 
But I thought you said he was. No, he's Las Cruces. Okay, he's a Las Cruces guy. Well, that's down there. He worked he's in Arizona for a while. Down though. by the border, just a couple. Of, yeah, it's not far. Not far. A few miles to the left. Uh, you know what's, what's crazy, man? Is their stadium looks exactly like the Seahawks stadium? Yeah, there's a reason for that. What? It is the Seahawks. Stadium. Oh. No, I thought that handball, certainly, I agree with Dunny. That was very, very questionable. I didn't see where there was any type of advantage gained. That is the, uh, was it deliberate? No, it was there an advantage gained. I mean, he made himself bigger. His hand was away from the body. But the ball's going away from goal. There's no, it's going to pass the player who can score. And he knew nothing about it. It went off the sounder player, off his chest, and. I don't care about arm. the advantage because, or excuse me, I don't care about the deliberate because a lot of fouls aren't deliberate, but yet they're still fouls. Yep. Yep. So I much. look at it advantage. You know, it's like uh, you're going to call something over the back when the ball went out of that team that you would call over the back on. So the mm-hmm. offensive team's going to get the ball anyway. So why slow the game down right. on a ticky tack potential over the back call to relate it to basketball? And Dunny won't tell me, uh, which is just as well, won't tell me which uh, referee he's texting with, and he texts with multiple referees that he knows, but one of them said, one of them texted back, not a handball for me. It was clearly in the gray judgment area. It was I don't by know the enough about the, the rules of the game. By the letter of the law, it was but a handball, but by go. the spirit, Although the Seattle guy did immediately point it out. Oh, yeah. Of course, so he saw it. Right, but the Seattle guy also tried to handle the ball twice. Once he did, once he didn't. And he did get a yellow card for it. It was Reed Diaz. Oh, but yellow there was cards. A, I mean, I felt like I was at a taxi cab a, fair. Yellow cards are being handed out left and there right. There was a corner he was considering batting away. He had his arm up above his head. And, yeah, it's too obvious. I'm not going to do it. He scored <laughs> a goal with his hand. He and did. What? Why but did your guy just did. dive to the right on a little pooch kick? Relax. Because he was guessing. Well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> He guessed way too early. But you got to guess. That's how. But not the, that early. The Seattle keeper guessed, and he didn't guess quite early enough. He actually I go goalie, so I don't say keeper. I just don't Okay, have, he got a hand. Nor do I say zero. Uh, Stephen n- Cleveland got a hand or on Albert Rusnak's penalty. I speak American. Pitch. <laughs> he's a goalie. He's, he's, I speak American. I proudly speak American. Yes, he's a goalie. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Joe Ingles is going to join us 8.30 or 9 o'clock, right in that range. And Craig Bowlerjack will stop by as well. And we will talk with them about the end of the jazz season. PK, have you heard a little hype lately? Oh, yeah, it's all over the place. All right. We will, on. We will get to that. and it's you like can add a blue check. You can add in your hype. Pile on the hype. That crap, I don't have a blue check. We'll do it next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The radio voice of the Utah Jazz. David Locke, you've had a few days now to munch on how the season ended for the Jazz. What's the biggest reason why? The Clippers figured out how to play us without Mike Conley with a somewhat limited Donovan Mitchell, and we never figured out how to play without Mike Conley. I know we were 16-5 and without Mike Conley in the regular season, but we weren't playing teams multiple nights in a row, and we did figure out how to play offensively without Mike Conley. We never figured out how to defend without Rudy Gobert being the centerpiece of what we were doing. If we're really honest about it, that was a season-long issue, trying to see if they could come up with an answer for that, and evidently never found that answer. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
Hot Takes of Toast is brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Signer Cadillac today. Hype, PK. Comparisons is driving you nuts. Steve Kerr says Kevin Durant is more gifted than Michael Jordan. How can that be? It's impossible. Why it says is because KD is seven feet tall and can play all possessions. Positions. E- positions, yes. Even with that, Jordan is Jordan. What positions? So what? More he can just shoot over anybody. Even people who defend him. Who are right up on him. Shoots right over him. Who's blocking MJ's shot? It's like... Uh, Not blocking, but contesting. As long as it goes in, what difference does it make? If that's that big of a deal, then I can... Sign uh, Bobob uh, Maranovic, whoever you say his name. Come on. This game, game isn't about height exclusively. If it would be, Felton Spencer's jersey would be retired. Kyle says he's five inches taller. The end. end Shane says physically maybe the end of comparisons. No way. Shane says physically, maybe, but mentally, not a chance. And is that a gift? Is what a gift? The mental toughness. We don't normally view that, certainly as a physical gift, but is it time we should? Is that a trait? That's a trait you want. Is it a gift? Can it be acquired? Because to me, Mitchell is a shorty, NBA standards. But he has that mental toughness. And how does he have it versus somebody else who doesn't have it? Why does one player, person, have it and somebody else doesn't? How can Trey Young have the proverbial can't throw the ball in the ocean for three and a half quarters on Sunday in an elimination game on the road against the number one seed? And then make the big shots. Yeah. Huge three. What's going on there that allows Trey Young to flourish on a completely and totally off night by virtually any standards, by anyone, but yet finds ways to make the biggest buckets of the game? So mental toughness, wouldn't you want that over some other gifts, height? Trey Young has no height. Nope, he doesn't. And yes, you would. But it's really hard to identify it and measure okay. it, or otherwise these guys wouldn't fall in the draft. But we know, well, he went fifth. That's not that outrageous. But we know that Jordan had it. Mm-hmm. And so how can Kerr say that? And nothing against Durant. But I'm not putting him anywhere close, close to Michael Jordan. Yeah. And normally I would say, well, that's because uh, Kerr, you know, he coached him and whatnot. So he's seen him every day. It's like the Pace Mannion theory the other day when we were talking mm-hmm. to him when he said, I would vote Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year. And I thought, of course you would, because you've been watching because of your son. You've been watching the games and you see him. You see all the little things, the non-box scorable things that show up. Mm -hmm. So I get exactly why Pace would say that, because he's seen the man play 
literally probably, well, they didn't play 82, but he probably saw 70 games this year or whatnot. And so he's in love with Draymond Green, where we see all of Gobert, so we're in love with Gobert. So I get exactly where Pace was coming from. If if the roles were reversed and we were following the Warriors, I'd probably think Draymond Green should get it, because I'm watching him all the time. But then I realized, well, wait a second, Kerr played all those years with Jordan. He saw him. I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense to me. How could you say has, has Durant shown the mental toughness and maybe the bar is just extremely too high and it's unfair to anybody. Now you're getting there. But yet he <laughs> says he's more gifted. So Kerr's not getting there. So maybe what Kerr is getting at, and I don't know because I didn't hear the context of the well, conversation, can, how it started and all that. It's on the internet. But you let's, can hear it. So what he's getting at then is, can you imagine what Jordan would have done if he was seven feet tall and had that wingspan? No, because he already did it. But he might he might have had ten. Oh, that's like you with the Donovan Mitchell. If he had half of a toe, he would have scored 30, uh, 42 40, points. Right. But 39, 9, and 9. No, I disagree. I don't think he would have. I don't think Jordan would have done anymore. He did what he did. And that's what he needed to do. So there was no reason to do anymore. There I think if Jordan could have won a 7th or 8th, he would have won a 7th or 8th. And if he could have won a ninth or a tenth, he would have won a ninth or a tenth. But to get the ninth or the tenth, he, he would have to be had taller? to be more physically gifted. No. If Jordan more could physically shoot, gifted? Yeah, if Jordan were seven feet and could shoot over people, you don't think he'd be even if better? If Bill Gates had more money, he'd be richer. True story. <laughs> That's on. what Bezos says. That's ridiculous, though. No, I don't. I disagree on that. He did what he needed to do. He wasn't... Height wasn't going to give him titles early on. Because that's the time he didn't win. Once he hit his groove, he won all the time. Once some of the guys around him hit the groove. But the guys around no, him might not No, I think it was him to... too. That we know the story of Jackson having to get him to find a way to defer mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yep. So he wasn't mature enough game-wise to understand, and certainly the players around him had him to get better, and, and I know he and we, we say, well, you've got the right coach, and all the Jazz fans hate Phil Jackson, so they're going to go nuts on that. <laughs> uh, I, I get that, but nevertheless, uh, the Bulls didn't win before Jackson got there, and the Lakers didn't win before Jackson got there, so I got to give the guy some kind of credit here. Uh, and not just, he didn't just roll out the balls. He may not be in Mr. X and O, but Coaching is just about the widest scope of definition that there is out there in any occupation, as virtually any management position is. You are management, and you end up being a counselor uh, because uh, you're dealing with people and their individual personalities and problems and all that stuff that comes with that. So you're hired to be an accountant, but if you're the manager of the accountants, you end up being a whole lot more than an accountant, whatever, whatever it might be. So I, I don't think Jordan was prepared. I don't think another three or four inches or five inches to Jordan's height would have meant any difference. I just don't think he was ready to win at that point. And once he was ready to win, he literally did not. He never lost. MJ could fly, Garrett says. Hence his nickname, Air Jordan. That's a gift KD doesn't have. out of the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Doug says, Steve's smoking crack. Crack? No, I don't think he's that deep into it. I think he's more of a... Of a Caruso kind of guy. Tony says, my team was beat out of the play-in game of the playoffs. How do I stay relevant? Drop some poop emoji comment about MJ. MJ was 6 for 6 in the finals. KD is not the end. Amen. 
Six for six. That's a great day in any baseball game. <laughs> it's an extra <laughs> inning game. Or one of those twenty three to twenty three to three beatings. You're battering them, them, yeah. Six for six, yeah. Mike says Kerr is high. A lot. Well, he can't criticize the president now. So to get his name out there, he can't do that. So I guess maybe there's something to it. I don't bat it. I don't know the context. I think he was asked a question or maybe I'm not sure. But I gotta admit, man, both eyebrows went shooting through the roof. Corey says that's an interesting take. It's wrong, but it's interesting. Okay, I can agree on both of that, those accounts. I'm okay with that. Co- Cody just gives it a hard no. Hard no! All caps. Just a hard no, huh? MJ's MJ. And he says if hard you're, too? If you're, yeah. If you're of the generation that saw MJ, it's hard to compare anybody to that guy. But Kerr did. I know, and he played with him. So he's the one doing it. <clears throat> So that's a compliment to Durant, or it's a shot at Durant, because if you've got more physical gifts and you don't have as many championships, what the heck? As Charles Barkley would say, first of all, if I'm Kerr, I never see MJ again, because he don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be some speech he's going to be giving in the near future. (laughs) He's looking at an iPad laughing right now. And he's going to (laughs) go and bring this up somewhere along the line, man, because he... The retirement speech, he's calling out Brian Russell. I thought it was ridiculous, but I guess that's what made him what what he was. So now his own teammate, who he made him a hero and gave him all the celebrity and fame, uh, and now you're saying that? Yeah, he crossed the line. If I'm, if I'm David Stern, I slap a penalty on him from the great beyond. <laughs> Let's go to Jeff. Jeff's on the phone. Jeff, good morning. Morning, guys. How hey, you guys doing? Good, Jeff. So, it's just a funny little comment. So, I actually agree with PK. I think uh, his comment was real ridiculous. Trying to compare Jordan and uh, Durant, just like the completely different eras. You know, nowadays you have better diet, better analytics. You can analyze things so much more. The training is completely different. What MJ did in his time, you can't compare it. It's completely different. It's like trying to say that. You know, for A-Rod is just as great as, you know, the great Bambino. So for me, like, comparing different eras, it's really tough to do. You can compare Kevin Durant to maybe LeBron James, but I think that comparing MJ to Kevin Durant is just out of this world. You can't compare him to, to MJ. He's, he's the GOAT of all yeah. times. All right. Thanks for the call. That's one guy with common sense. Where are the rest of you, Stan? 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> we got to take a break here. Now, you've seen a rash of these. You're going to recount a few of them coming up. Can we compile a list? Do we have many of them? Oh, I bet you you do. You'll have some. I'll have some. Yak will have some. All right. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz. But the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA Draft to free agency and on to the summer league the zone will be with the jazz every step of the way as the jazz front office builds for the future your exclusive home of utah jazz basketball is right here on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network 
The top 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah. Counting you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union, Icon Health and Fitness, and Icon Health and Fitness right here on the Zone Sports Network. Comparisons, PK. Outrageous, realistic, parallels. Trey Young's the next Steph Curry. Yeah, well, Luka Doncic is the next Larry Bird. I don't like it, but I've heard it. I don't see it. I see Larry on the wing. Luka's at the top of the key. Yeah, I don't see it. I think you, you, Once you say you're the next, that means you have to play the position. Who did I hear? I'm in mean, our guy, uh, Mr. Smith. What's the A stand for? Anybody know? Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I've seen some suggestions that we cannot say on air. Oh, you're going bleep bleep. Yes. Yeah, he's my hero, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> A beat writer who figured out TV. Yeah, by yelling and screaming, loudmouth. Yeah. Being a loudmouth can pay off. It doesn't pay off for all of us, but for some of us it can. And not to the level that he has, but I'm, I'm doing okay myself. Uh, I heard him say Booker, Devin Booker's an ex-Kobe. The next Kobe. In terms of being an ultimate BA at that position, you know, the wing player who can play, you know, if you need him to play point, fine. If you need him to play two, fine. If you need him to play three, fine. And probably four, you know, doesn't have the height, but to play five. But, you know, certainly is just a tremendous, tremendous all around player. I put MJ one, Kobe two, and and just would tear your heart out. Forget about beating your grandmother in checkers. LeBron fans are waiting to find out what number you're going to give him. That's no slight on him, but for me, it's it's Jordan and Kobe. Yeah, and the attitude, just focused on everything. I mean. To an extent, and I know LeBron's a lightning rod, and I appreciate it because he's done some good stuff. And I know for others, it's totally turned you off when he comes out and tweets, you know, when I leave my mansion in Beverly Hills, I'm, I'm literally hunted every day by the cops. No, I mean, no, you're not. You know, you just aren't. Maybe you were making a point. And so I appreciate you. Even if I disagree, I, then that's just me. I appreciate people. Uh, first of all, they certainly have the right to say it, and and that's what we're about here. Whether you agree with it or not, it's up to you. But I wonder, the point I'm making is when it was time to play basketball, MJ and Kobe, were they just so focused that they didn't even know what was going on around them? Because it certainly isn't, well, all the stuff that happened last summer, it's not brand new. You know, that MJ was in the league and the Rodney King thing, wasn't he? I think he was, yeah. Yeah, he would have yeah. been, absolutely. Right. So I wonder, and I'm just kind of talking here, so I don't even know if it's true, but I wonder those guys, you didn't hear as much of that from them because they were so focused, and I wonder how much that takes away from LeBron. Maybe it doesn't take away at all. I don't know. Did all that in the bubble and still won the title, so I don't know that it took away that much. 
I would think the difference with LeBron, in LeBron's prime, now he was setting up super teams, so maybe that's the difference. But in his prime, Kobe, after Shaq, before Gasol, they were an eight seed. And, in his prime. And, and so if I'm looking for a separator between LeBron and Kobe, now in his prime, you know, <laughs> LeBron decided to go with ultra-short contracts and basically be the team's GM and coach himself. Yeah, I, I'd take Kobe on my team anytime in his prime. I don't, well, sure, I don't care but we're deciding behind two. We're, deci- we're deciding between two and three behind Jordan. So we're splitting hairs here. I'm taking Kobe. Yeah. I'm, if I'm going to make a comparison, and I view LeBron uh, uh, as a different player than those two anyway. <laughs> we just got a great comparison. Go ahead. PK is more gifted than Skip Bayless. Time to go national, baby. <laughs> you are underrated and underappreciated. You got to go national, PK. Well, I'm not going to go national. Uh, for I could probably do it now, but there was a certain period of time where I literally couldn't move out of state for personal reasons. It just it, I couldn't do it. I literally could not do it. Uh, now I could, but now we're so far along in the game. Yeah. And I've never been one of these grass is greener guys. You know, what if, what if this, what if that? I try to look at my spot and see the spot that I'm in. How can I make that best, the best spot that it can be? And for 19 years, I've done that. And let's face it, man, it, it, there's not all sorts of people who could work with me and you're the guy. <laughs> so why change that? You know what I mean? Why mess that up? Got a good thing going. No, it's a great thing. And it's, uh, well, I was, I was quoting Dave Rose. Got well, a good okay. thing going yeah. here. Don't mess it up. He said that at the end of one interview and at that point we, uh, I know which studio we were in when he said it because I can see the moment he said it and thinking <laughs> Dave Rose is funny and he's right. <laughs> and we were probably six or seven years in at that point. Yeah, I get that the the Bayless and the Stephen A. thing. My, I get they're taking it at the highest level. I get both people throw me in that category. Both former writers. I mean, I'm bombastic. Yeah, I can be. Although I think it's overrated. I don't think I am. I think the reputation actually is greater than the actual actuality. And it's a little older. You were more bombastic when you were younger. You are less uh, bombastic now. If the situation calls for it, though, as far as the Jazz go, you know, I was embarrassed for him the other night. I'm not going to just, oh, it wasn't Rudy's fault. It wasn't Quinn's fault. It wasn't, it was everybody's fault. Yeah. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And I've got no problem saying that. And if that's going to cause harm, so be it. But I don't think it's going to cause harm because I think most people are aware of the truth and they want it to be said. And uh, if you don't, then people you know, are going to click the, the button. The interesting thing is that if you're saying the truth, if you're saying it to be outrageous, then the people on the inside, players, coaches, GMs, athletic directors, you know, whoever called your pro. But a lot of times there are people who will tell you the truth because they want you to say the truth because they want the truth out there, but they can't say it themselves because of their job. And so they appreciate that more than the, Oh, well, you tried hard, and that was pretty good. You're like, no! <laughs> we should have done better. Dang it! Yeah, I mean, and, and I think you could think right now, 
and we got to go to break. I know, but right now, you, I'll bet you could think Utah basketball, BYU basketball, Utah football, BYU football, Jazz, Aggie football, Aggie basketball. You could think of an example for every one of those. Sure, we've yeah, been, been right doing it long enough. There's been that moment where, well, you don't want to say it because it hurts so bad, but it's the truth. And people on the inside, coaches, players, GMs, they really do want the truth said. Because if you don't address where it really went wrong, how do you fix it? Yeah, well said. I think that uh, most of the time, uh, as I've progressed along this thing that we do, I think most folks understand they determine to an extent what you say. I mean, if the Jazz are playing up 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals, no one's crying to blues. But when you blow a 25-point lead and you allow Terrence Mann to score 39 points, I mean, what the crap? What am I supposed to say? Way to go, guys. You tried hard? No, they don't want that. So they actually determine what is being said, not me. You just sit there and watch the games. You take a few notes and you show up and this is what I saw. Because everybody else who saw the game saw the same thing. And that, that's what they want to hear too. And most of the time when they lose, they don't even turn, tune in. <laughs> they just want to hear when things are good. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> so, and Should I, have seen the ratings yeah. for all the weekend sports shows after the Jazz got eliminated. Down. People didn't want to delve into it. Yeah, <laughs> They didn't want to delve into it. And it, there's nothing better than a Saturday in the college football season when everybody wins and oh, nobody's yeah. playing at 830. Because 830 goes right through the show. Uh-huh. But, man, if you if you win at, at noon or one or five or six or whatever, yeah, we could go today. everybody wants to revel uh, in We could go today. We're down at BYU Media Day, and there was a, a person there that I, I tapped on the shoulder and said, hello, you know the guy. And that was the night before they had lost game five at home here, right? And the guy says to me, man, I listen to you every morning, but I just couldn't bring myself to it today. <laughs> right. On his drive from wherever he yeah. lived down to BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was a devastating loss. Yeah. So you got to, as long as you speak the truth and, you're, and have fun with it, everything's cool. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. So Steve Kerr says Kevin Durant's more gifted than Michael Jordan. Got some more comparisons out there. There's some more, uh, there's some more parallels to be drawn, even if they're only you know, 70% true because MJ's MJ. All right, we'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.